Hey there, Jason from EI2 back with another episode of Try Catch. This episode is a panel discussion where we sat down and talked about what makes a technology shop a great place to work at, what makes Farm Credit great, what we could do better, and how we can let everyone know how great it is to work here so that they will come apply. Again, I think it turned out really great and I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. Hey, it's Jason with EI2. We have Mr. Bernie Conway. Hey, Bernie, thanks for coming down. Can you tell us who the heck you are? <laughs> Hi, Jason. <laughs> I'm Bernie Conway. I'm a lead developer at Farm Credit. I've worked here for about eight years. So And done an awesome job. So thanks for coming, Bernie. And thanks. then we have Mr. Justin. So uh, Justin Sodders, lead developer on one of our teams here. Um, I've been here, I think, 14 years, so been here a while. Very cool. Thanks, Justin. And we have Swapna Marate. Hi, Swapna here. I've been here seven years in different roles, and currently I lead one of our app dev teams, Team Prime. All right. So thanks so much, Swapna. I just wanted to start this out because I feel like this is a really great place to work, but it, it confuses me because when we put a job posting out there, we only get like three or four apps or whatever, right? Not a lot. Um, and I was talking about this with the EI2 group. I think when we put out like a BA position, we get like 50 apps, right? But a dev position, we get like five. So it's 90% less. And, and I don't know why that is. Um, maybe there's less candidates out there, but I, I mean, we've all been here for a while. None of us have gotten hired in the last year, but I think we all know what, I don't know, makes a good place to work. So what do you guys think? What do you think we do really well here? I mean, I think like one of the, one of the great things that we, about working here is, is partially our business model corporate business model that we're kind of, I mean, our leadership has the ability to make the right decisions at the right time. And Craig Kennison kind of pointed this out at the leadership meeting that, you know, hey, we're not beholden to to uh, the Wall Street cronies or investors, probably not cronies. But, <laughs> but we don't. <laughs> but, but, you know, I mean, we don't have to think monthly. We can think yearly. We can think three years down the road, five years down the road. And I think that all that is – there's a trickle-down effect to our development atmosphere where, you know, we can decide. You know, we can make mistakes. We can decide to take some time out to, to build what we need to build. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other part of that, obviously, is that we're partially owned by our customers. You know, so it's, so it's a cooperative. So – and – our customers in agriculture, I mean, they're hungry for data. They're hungry for tools. They're hungry for tools to help us with data. Uh-huh. So it's just it. It's kind of a great thing to be able to develop for your customers and to be able to help them thrive and prosper. And you know, it shows in our investment in our technology teams. We're not just a cost center. We have an equal seat at the table irrespective of how decisions are made. Mm-hmm. And uh, our business treats us more as an investment just because the customers see the value that they're getting out of it. Um, the biggest thing is that you have leadership buy-in for technology as an investment right up to our board members. They right. have a technology segment. They have a future looking forward, looking, thinking towards, hey, what else can we invest in so that we're able to offer the best tools and data for our customers? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, those are two really good points, right? The whole uh, co-op model means we're not like, we don't have quarterly earnings to worry about, right? And our uh, senior leadership isn't focused on that all the time. Is that kind of right. the, the yeah. point there? Yeah. Our investment in our technology teams, oh, I mean, right. we have... 240 plus technology teammates mm-hmm. and guess what we're not a technology company right and for a company this size and with 30 billion or so uh, loan volume mm-hmm. you know it's a pretty strong investment it's a pretty strong message from our board of directors our leaders our senior leaders our elt that you're not just a cost center you actually create value that's amazing for our customers. Right. It seems like that was kind of a a paradigm that is hopefully is shifting in a lot of companies. Maybe I'm wrong, um, where the technology is kind of a cost, but really it's an enabler of everything else that we do and everything that most companies do. So they they totally recognize that. So I was going to get back to your original question, Jason, about, you know, when we have a BA position, we get 50 applicants and we have a dev position, it's like three. And I wonder if it's more kind of geared to, um, you know, this generation that's coming out of school now, most, you know, tech places are going to use, you know, no JS, or they're going to use mm. things that, you know, technology we don't use here as much. And, um, I don't know, like with, with the dotnet framework and that kind of stuff, it's solved for enterprise type development. Mm-hmm. Um, and the people that have that background in that, uh, type of technologies are in positions that, you know, maybe companies are willing to pay them a lot of money to stay on because it's harder to find those people now. Oh, so just I've kind of seen that where it's like when you have a senior level position, you'll get a few of those, but usually most of the time, if they're good, they're pretty locked up at some place unless they're you know not happy there. So, right. um, and then with the younger generation, it seems like they're more on some of the technologies that we're not using here today. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's kind of my point of the fact that we, I mean, we're not building a better shopping cart for mm-hmm. a multi multi million dollar family. You know, we're working for these we're working for these hardworking farming communities and for agriculture. And it just it kinda of seems to me sometimes we don't really bring that point across to our to people that are applying for our jobs is the fact that, you know, you see I mean, you can go out and talk to farmers about the software you've created, and they say, yeah, we love it. This is awesome. But can you do this, this, and this, and this also? I mean, they just want more and more and more of it. And I just kind of feel that we don't express that enough to other developers of how great it is to have that feeling of pride and, of a pride and accomplishment mm-hmm. and to help farming communities out there. That's a good point, Bernie, because um, I've seen it in the past. A few of the developers that have come on recently have agricultural backgrounds, and that is what drives them to come here. Yeah. and actually look for a job. Yeah. I think for uh, from what I've seen, being to career fairs and conferences, our uh, name does not help us in the technology space. Mm-hmm. A lot of business analysts, like those positions that are not, they, they are technology focused, but they are not technical skill sets. They know, oh, I'm sure there's some sort of analysis required there. But developers, as soon as you start saying farm credit services, you're losing half your audience right there, which I have seen right in front of my eyes. And they don't realize how big of a technology team we have. And um, the it's an enterprise wide level technology team. And um, the opportunities we have, it's just more, I think, of a branding concern, which I'm really excited to have that new HR person um, that's getting hired. They are more of uh, expanding our social media presence, okay. and that'll help not only just AppDev. They're ha- being hired for the whole company, but uh, they're going to have a pretty AppDev collaboration there to help us with some of that branding that we cannot, I guess, get out in front of these technology-focused people. Right. So, um, because it seems to be more of like a word-of-mouth kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times, you 
go talk to one of your friends and that's how we get people in here. Um, cause even when I, before I came here too, I, I'd never heard of this place and I didn't know anything about it. And I had someone that worked here like, you gotta come check this place out. It's great. And then after you actually get in here and, and see what's going on and you're like, yeah. wow, this is amazing. Like maybe we need to do something to publicize that yeah. more. I don't know. Yeah. I, I found, found out about farm credit only because I was going to HTC and we have a huge presence at HTC, mm -hmm. yep. but guess what? I think it needs to be outside of HTC also to get that more awareness outside even Omaha. Yeah, I just looked up what were the best places to work in Omaha and applied at all them. Mm -hmm. But I mean, yeah, I you really did that. Yeah, oh hilarious! <laughs> you Why got not? it. <laughs> you worked at the best place. Good job. Um, but I mean, even even then, I didn't know why it was the best place. I mean, there it wasn't out there of you know our our tech stack, our core values, our you know the culture here. You know the uh, all I knew is that it was you know rated like one of the best places to work. So th I think there we could probably advertise some of that a little bit better too. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. When I was talking about it this morning with some other people, they said, yeah, once, you know, the number of people that get past the word farm and are still reading, mm -hmm. you know, I wonder how many right. people we lose yeah. right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We are in Nebraska, but I don't know. So I feel like there's a lot of agricultural businesses out there, but it, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't scream cutting edge, you know, dev shop, right. agile, you know, whatever awesome customer, you know, service type thing that you see when you get in here. But yeah, at first blush, it's not, we're not getting that across right now. So and I think the, the innovation event or, or what was the one that Anthony created? What was that called? So he had uh, one technology works here. Technology works here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where he brought in the, yep. the students from the different campuses to see what we actually do here. And then the, the positive feedback from those yeah. Uh, yeah. students, I think that will help go a long ways as far as recruiting. Yeah. That's um, why Gina and I, when we um, got our swag for HDC and a bunch of conferences, we worked with marketing and we really, really very nicely asked them, hey, can we have technology works here instead of ag works here? Because uh -huh. then people will know we have a really big technology presence. So, Is this uh, as part of that work group you're on or separately from that? It's part of the Find Our People work group that so I'm on. Can you explain that? I don't know what it's about. Maybe you could tell us what so, you guys are looking at. Um, just till last week, we were called Grow Our Future, but now we are Find Our People. Okay. Um, it's led by Derek, Hendrickson, Gina, uh, I'm on it, Patrick Wolf and Brian Trogdon. And our main agenda is exactly what the group name says, find our people. And it's creating that awareness uh, in the tech space of, hey, we are a big technology company, um, like all companies should be now. Mm -hmm. And we are, we've been doing Agile, we're like, I don't know, 10 years into Agile. Um, we have a really good benefits and compensation package. I mean, if you look at your yearly cost to company, it just shows there. And just getting that awareness out there. Um, we look for conferences to sponsor. We look for um, some events to hold. So right now we're partnering with Anthony for the technology works here to help him out any uh, with any um, logistics that he needs. We also are looking at some events to do later this year so that we can have some of those similar to you know, technology works here and ag works here, but more focused towards experienced uh, folks rather right. than fresh out of college grads. That's that's the space I think is where we're struggling with is how do we let those five to 15 year experienced people who are really awesome and great know mm -hmm. that, hey, we've got awesome people here. Don't you want to come work with us? And there's just amazing opportunities here. So that's where we are trying to focus on this year in our uh, 2019 plan is how mm -hmm. can we get those uh, people on board too? 
Very cool. Yeah, because we do all like the, the career fairs and everything for the college age kids. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we generally are looking for someone with a little more experience. The intern track is great. The mm-hmm. people we've gotten in there have all worked out really well. Right. But yeah, we, we generally, I, I put in my notes, how do we market to like 30-year-olds-ish, right? right? So you've been out, you've had a few years of experience, right. uh, maybe... Now you don't want to work 60 hours a week anymore and right. uh, you, you realize Node is not uh, the end all be all of app dev. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's kind, of, that's kind of something that I think, I mean, not just work groups, but I think all of us, all the developers, all the lead developers could get better at is talking to people that we know because we run into to, to developers all the time right right and 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 we could we could you know have I don't know some type of better spiel to give them than yeah farm credit's great I love it you know it's the best place to work you know mm-hmm. and, and just have just to be, like recruit a little bit better I, I mean I kind of feel I could do a better job at that just more networking, being social. Right. I mean, I kind of fall down on trying to like meet people and actually engage new people. I'm like, oh, I'll just stick to everyone I already know, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Go to a I mean, we all do. But I yeah. mean, we we do want the best people to to apply here and to come here. So right. I mean, it's it's partially up to us to try and you know yeah. push that also. I, I would definitely say like, yes, go ahead, do that, but. I think most of us are already also doing that because most of our uh, hires are through referral, right. which is amazing. True. Yeah. We don't use recruiting companies. And uh, that word of mouth and referral is awesome and great. But this year, for example, we're going to hire a bunch of more people. But guess what? We still have openings from last year. We're going to have to hire another 10 right. people. So that word of mouth can only get you so much. And that's what the Finder People group is focusing on. Hey, how do we get ourselves, okay, not only at AGC, but what other, what other Agile user groups, .NET right. user groups that we can. So we're sp- sponsoring a couple of those this year. That's the chances where not only sponsor those, but have more of our teammates attend those so that you can do your networking and, hey, come work here. Look at our campus. It's amazing. So, um, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. trying to think about what we could do like at those events that would be more impactful too, right? Than just having a booth. Maybe you get a bottle opener or some little piece mm-hmm. of swag. Um, wherever uh, Patrick went, he took the VR setup recently somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think that, that might have been a career fair. We did it at HDC too. Oh, you did yeah. it? How did it was, that go? It was fun. We had a lot of traffic because of that. Uh, and, uh, you know, People were able to get beyond that, oh, it's farm credit, but guess what? They have a VR station going on. So um, we're also working on trying to create like a video of a VR video of our campus so that we can have that play on a loop constantly. Um, It's just also, you know, it takes some time because we have to get marketing's approval on anything that goes outside of our walls. And so they probably have a lot on their plate. And so we just have to keep constantly pushing our agenda on, hey, we also need to focus on our technology teammates because that's one of the areas that we have trouble finding people. Right, right. I also wonder, like, is there some meetups or networking events that we're missing on? Uh, So, for example, like about 10 years ago, if you went to the .NET user group, you know, there'd be 100, 200 people there. Mm-hmm. I went to one recently because I hadn't been to one and there was an interesting talk. And uh, I bet there was maybe 30 to 40 people there and some of the same people you'd seen from a long time ago. So if we're sponsoring those type of events, maybe the people that we're looking for aren't at those. So maybe there's some opportunities for other type of meetups that maybe we're not attending now or, or sponsoring mm-hmm. that could maybe help things out. 
right? Or, or hosting events here, mm -hmm. I think is a good way to get word out too. But mm -hmm. it's like, what, what type of event could we do? You think about something like maybe, uh, like a hackathon or right. some right. kind of, but, um, so it's maybe something to flesh out. I think that this organization would definitely be willing to host, uh, events like that. Even GeekFest, you know, maybe there's an opportunity there to have outsiders involved. Mm -hmm. You know, it does great things for our teammates. Uh, I think it'll be a chance for us to do all of that, but over two days. Jason, another thing that uh, we do here that I think most people would take interest in is some of the big names we bring in for training. A lot of companies don't get that. So, for example, mm -hmm. bringing in a Dan Walleen, mm -hmm. um, I think that's that's a great benefit I like having here that, you know, those guys that come in, they give their training, but then afterwards you can kind of collaborate with them and show them your project. They can give you some tips. And I think that's just a great opportunity that a lot of companies don't have. For sure. And like, you know, I mean, he came in a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. I think if you're in the angular space, you knew who Dan Walleen was. Mm -hmm. He yep. definitely is a big player there. So that's something to publicize. But then the question is, how do we publicize it? Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like if we had some kind of, of site that was public on the internet just for IT or app dev, um, that would be great. We could do, you know, blog posts about stuff like that. Um, and then link to it and, and we could publish maybe this podcast there. <laughs> um, and, uh, but also like career postings, right? Um, I, I feel like if you go to apply at a company and you have to go through this clunky HR system and it's terrible, it doesn't give you a good impression of the company's technology prowess, right? Yep. Uh, so I, I don't know. And, and maybe that's something we can't change, but you know, if everyone always says, Oh, we can't change it, then nothing ever changes and we end up with everything being horrible still. So that is one thing that I don't know if it's horrible, but it's not an attractor to applicants. That's, and that's your sure. first impression, right? Like that's you're going, first impression. You're going first through impression. that and yeah, yeah, you're like, well, is this the technology they're using there? Even though right. it's a vendor selected thing, that's something we don't even work on. Exactly. Even last year when we did that big hiring of like 20 or so people, we got a lot of feedback on, it wasn't a very con consistent candidate experience mm -hmm. of, oh, I get a call or do I get an email or how much, how long does it take? Sometimes it was taking up to three or four weeks to get through all of that. And so a few of us from that Find Our People group sat together and we got feedback from other app dev leaders and we now have a pretty decent sort of guidance around, hey, if you're a leader and you're hiring for these kind of roles, this is try to get to a similar candidate experience mm -hmm. so that they can, even if they don't get hired or they don't accept our offer, they're out there talking good things about us and, you know, leave them with a good impression no matter how the hiring went. So, um, sure. Because, you know, maybe they'll apply again later. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't get hired the first time I applied here. And then a couple of years later, I reapplied and uh, got in that time. So yeah. Justin, you had a good point on the whole bringing people in and the training and, and all that. Cause there's, there's definitely a lot of companies that don't allow, not 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 allow, but they don't send their their developers to all these conferences that we get sent to. And you know, if there is a a something that we want to improve, like we wanted to improve testing, like what four years ago, and so we brought in Roy uh, Asherov. Asherov, thanks, Asherov in to give us. You know, I think it was a four or five day training. I mean, I think that's just a, a, something that a lot of companies don't do. So I mean, that's that's an excellent point that I do think. Yeah. yeah, there's been across the spectrum, right? Like even the security ones we've done. I mean, you learn a lot from it, but it, you're also having fun doing it. It was a competition, mm -hmm. you know, to yeah. see if you could actually hack the systems and then you learn from that, like what, how you need to protect yeah, against that. Yeah. Yeah. And we're very intentional about our culture too, right? Our culture statements, the first ones, we are teammates and we're leaders. And all that training, our pairing, it's all about being part of a team. 
Uh, I've worked at places where, hey, you released a code in production. You're, you are the one staying up all night to get that fixed. And guess what? You have no help. I've never seen any of those instances here. Sure, we you know, make mistakes, but then we always focus on getting things fixed and moving past how, what can we do better? It's never about the person. And so I think that's a really important part of, you know, the culture um, where investment in technology, training, opportunities for learning, but also the fact that you're working in a very team-based culture and it's not just talk. Right. Yeah. Right. And even when we do make mistakes or something like that happens, I mean, we go back, we re- retro it, we decide what, ha- you mm-hmm. know, why did it happen? How do we fix it? You know, we constantly change our agile process in order mm-hmm. to, you know, effectively get our software to our customers. Right. And yeah, I mean, our culture is, is really amazing here um, within the whole company and within AppDev specifically, what, what we've, you know, built and, and maintain every day of, of, I don't know, teams supporting each other, right? And being kind of a tight-knit uh, group. I, I don't know. I really appreciate that about working here. Um, and it makes me basically never want to go work anywhere else. <laughs> right? And that's, sure. that's what it is, the culture. Right. The technology can be there and the projects and whatever, but it's it's the culture. How you know you work with your team and the teams you work with every day are really, I feel like, what what makes or breaks a job or what mm-hmm. makes it great. Oh yeah, and and there's you know there's a lot of companies you go to. I mean, I've I've worked at a lot of companies you know around the United States, and most companies have like two three guys you can go to that you know they're top notch guys. If you need help here at Farm Credit, there's ten, fifteen, twenty guys. If I have a question and don't know how to do something that I can go to, and you know you know Justin's not here. Well, you know I'm gonna I'll go ask Jason. You know. Every, we just have top-notch talent here, which is amazing. So, right. And we're willing to help out, too. It's right. not like you worry about, oh, no, am I going to go bother him? He's going to be mad. I've, I've never went to someone and they said, oh, g- get away from me. I can't help you, right? Or whatever, you know, kind of blew me off. Everyone's willing to help. Right. You were focused a lot on the technology training, but the other thing I think is beneficial here that might, you know, benefit um, this class of people that you said to have maybe five or six years of experience that we're trying to get in here is uh, the soft skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of you know work groups you can be on. There's a lot of ODL training that in the developer space, not everybody, but there's a lot of introverts in that space, right? And that helps you grow mm-hmm. on, on that side of things. So you kind of have a, a wide spectrum of the, the technology and the soft skills um, in your career growth pattern yeah. or path, I guess. Yeah, and the fact that we have our business owners embedded with our teams, the developers don't have that mindset of, hey, just give me my work and I'll sit in a corner and do it. They get to understand the value that they're providing and the impact. I mean, our mission statement is really strong and easy to get on, get on board with. Um, we're helping our farmers and ranchers in rural America in feeding the world, so to speak, and nothing right. can be as nobler than that. You know, like once you have a very strong... Uh, impactful mission statement it's mm-hmm. so hard to kind of see hey every day i spend eight hours here coding how does that change anybody's life right i mean that's a big part of i think what people are hopefully looking for mm-hmm. beyond money and top tech stack is what i do every day does that make a difference what i like to say about this place is they really you know in most cases mean what they say uh, especially in, in comparison to a lot of other employers or, or companies, you know, they say, oh, we want to yeah, make a difference and be agricultural's most valued partner or whatever, you know, and those aren't just words and the honesty and integrity thing, right? Mm-hmm. Those, I mean, those things are really core to, I don't know, how we operate here. 
right? The the fact that uh, it's an honesty and integrity based uh, culture means you can just inherently trust people, and you know that Bernie's not just blowing smoke, you know, up my chimney uh, when he tells me <laughs> something about this project. I know he's, he's giving me his honest take on it, which so. could be wrong. Could yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which we're open to being wrong, which is good because I'm wrong a lot. I do like your idea of having that IT side and we'll see what comes out of this new HR role and how mm-hmm. we can get more of our technology name outside of our four walls because we know we're awesome, but I think outside people don't know that as well. Right. So Yeah, it's definitely something we could do a better mm-hmm. job communicating. And maybe it's, you know, not a whole conversion. Maybe we get a foot in the door and just say, can we put a blog out there, mm-hmm. you know, and just yeah. have a little Start news small. update thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even like even on on all the posts, uh, when you're posting job opportunities, I mean, you can always add a link just to link to either the blog or, or something. I think right now we've got a link that goes to a video that was made probably five years ago. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure we're really tech focused. And I mean, I think for our tech postings, we should probably have something that's more tech focused. Yeah. Agree. Yep. What are some other cool things that other companies are doing that you've noticed? Because it seems like other companies who are hiring a lot of devs around town are pretty good at like marketing, like we talked about, like Huddle. Everybody knows about Huddle, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and they've probably, I guess, outgrown our tech department already. Spree Tail. Um, you got Builder Trend. Um, you know, and it's not just that these guys are kind of newer startupy things. They're putting a lot of effort into marketing their image in the technology community. Mm-hmm. And that's how they're able to recruit very well. Yeah, I don't follow any of those, you know, companies on social media, but I see that stuff all the time from Builder Trend and Huddle and some of those that, yeah. you, that you mentioned. So I think having that social presence is a big deal. Like, where do you see them or hear about them? Uh, I see a lot on Twitter, like from Builder Trend, for example. Um, they kind of have. And they're hiring a lot of devs right now, but they'll bring a whole group in. So they kind of come in as a group. They have a formal training program that I think they go through for a few weeks as a group. So you kind of have that camaraderie right away with some new folks you have going through everything. And then you're set to start right away. You're not just a single person that just put on a team with you know existing people and trying to fit in along the way. Mm-hmm. They kind of build that in to their training program over the first few weeks, which I thought was kind of unique. That's neat. Yeah. I like that onboarding mm-hmm. plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess you kind of have to be hiring a lot of people to do, do that. Right. Here's the ten people that we hired this month. Woo! And how many? Of those, how many of those? You know, are 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 staying? I mean, what's what's their? I mean, I guess I don't know, what's but I, I, I would assume their turnover was is a little bit higher when you're when you're doing something like that. Right, and most of them are younger too. If you, I mean, they post the pictures out. Here's the new group, or whatever. Right. So do they try a bunch of them out, and you know, five of the ten make it? I don't know. Yeah, because right. we don't hire. I mean, when we, we don't we, yeah. when we hire somebody, we hire them. It's not a. Yep. Well, it's kind of a trial test period. No, you're embedded in a team. And if, if there's, you know, some s- skills that you're lacking a little bit, you know, we're going to work with you as much as possible to, to get you up to speed on those either soft skills or hard skills, whatever they are, mm-hmm. in order to make, make you and pull you into, the, into your team. I wonder what it'd be like if we could, and maybe we can, look at numbers of turnover and attrition in our tech shop versus other companies, right? Because I feel like it's really, really low here, so like I insanely did look up low. Our average tenure in app dev is six point something years, which is pretty amazing mm-hmm. for software application uh-huh. development. I mean, yeah, I think average is two years, isn't it, in most places? Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. That was my average before I came here. Right. <laughs> it was mine too. If I worked that. at ten other places before. Oh here, wow! So in the last sixteen <laughs> years, so. Who wants to talk about equipment? I think that's pretty important if you're at your desk, you know, most of the day, um, having the uh, desk you can stand out 
too. Like a lot of places I've been to as well, like, you know, the chairs are horrible, right? If you're right. sitting most of the day, you're not a standing person. Yep. It's important to have a great chair. I don't know what the heck the ones are that we have, but I think they're like a thousand dollar chair, yeah. but yeah. uh, they're great. Right. So like if you're somebody that has a bad back or something like that, I mean, it's great having something like that. And then being able to stand with the um, standing desk is mm-hmm. another great asset, I guess. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, which points to the whole, I guess, philosophy about valuing technology and, and the employee's time and technology. And I mean, you know, if you're paying us tens of thousands of dollars a year and we spend 90% of our time sitting in a chair working on a computer at a desk, that better be a darn good computer and chair and desk, right? Exactly. Yep. And I mean, it seems obvious, but a lot of companies want to skimp on all that stuff. Yep. It's like, why? Why, why do you want to make me wait for my computer to compile you yep. know, or, or sit here in pain all day? Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, I've been at places too where, yeah, you get, you know, a laptop that's horrible and it's like, okay, I got to do a bill. I'm going to kick it off. I'm going to grab some coffee, right? Right. <laughs> hey, what is this, 1998? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, with our recent space um, crunch, I guess, uh, I, I would say, although even if it's slow, facilities is always willing to work with us mm-hmm. on like different options on hey, how do we dampen some sound because we have such open spaces? How do we make our teams still collaborative? That's why we have all those media escapes in our area. Um, they they have the constraint that they have to work with certain suppliers and those suppliers take forever. But I think we're still constantly in a good feedback loop with them. And you know, anytime you guys have anything, just let your leaders know and we'll try to work those things in. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, there's a little bit of growing pains mm-hmm. too. You know, we keep growing and we're out of space and right. uh, the new building will be done mm-hmm. this year sometime. Oh, no, it's okay. uh, 2020. <laughs> yeah. So we have one more winter to get through? Yes. Okay. Well, it's all right, though. I was thinking about what I would really like to change about farm credit, right, as a place to work. And, you know, it got it got really far down in the list of things that I don't have any complaints about. It got all the way to, like, parking, right, before I <laughs> legitimately wished something were different. And, and that's just a, you know, a temporary thing. You know, sometimes when we're just sitting around here talking about how it is to work here, we'll complain about one thing or another. But, you know, in the end you say, uh, yeah, but is it still the best place you've ever worked? Yeah. Totally. The right. answer is obviously yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just, I, that's something I'm funny I've noticed around here. Maybe we can get you a shuttle service to help you out with the parking. I mean, I, I have been pitching to our leaders. We should get a go, uh, like one of those golf carts. Those are like less than five grand. And heated, heated golf cart. Oh, okay. right. They will throw in a couple extra grand and heated uh, golf carts. Wait, guys, guys, you're think you're you're getting too complicated. How many company cars do we have sitting in the lot every morning? Right. Oh, there you go. Just unused. I mean, come on, get <laughs> yep. one of those. I know. You know, take one of uh, get an intern. <laughs> <laughs> That's stuck to the tape. <laughs> I even said we have like about 70 to 80 leaders here in Omaha. If every leader spends one hour every two weeks doing shuttle service, that would be a cool idea. What, can you say servant leader? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the open office, which a lot of companies do have the open office concept now, but there are times that uh, I appreciate that, you know, if I had something I got to work on, like maybe I'm doing an architecture diagram and a big write up or whatever, and I need to focus on that. I can work from home and do that. Right. Um, I don't know if a lot of other companies offer that or like I said, do we offer it enough? What are you guys thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, remote work, I'm, I'm personally up and down on it um, because I think the, it's pretty obvious that the, the main overhead when you're doing team development is communication, mm-hmm. right? So if you can do remote without impeding communication too much, um, that's, that's doable. Um, and if you need to stay home, 
that's doable. But I, I haven't worked on a team where everyone works remote one day. Can anybody talk about that just as, you know, a tangent like I like to do? Yeah. I mean, do you? Uh, we do. We, we, every Thursday we work, you know, everybody works from home. I don't because I'm more hands on and I want to be mm-hmm. there and I want to see what's going on. Um, but yeah, we've had, we have no issues with it. I mean, everybody, we usually use Teams, Jabber, email. You know, we do a, a stand up at 9 a.m. with um, Zoom. Mm-hmm. So it works. It's extremely like well we haven't yeah it's just another office. day in the office mm-hmm. i mean except for for me it's quieter because you don't have like four people going hey bernie this hey bernie that right so yeah i think it works really well i you know i'd be in favor of more days to be honest with you okay. but yeah, my but, own opinion yeah when i was on team zico we did the whole team you know for one day and uh, i thought it worked pretty well i mean the technology tools we have now allow for that and we yeah. had a we had a good example we had a production support issue come up and our business owner you know reached out and emailed us and everybody was working from home that day and we fixed the problem. And he's like, I came over to tell you guys thanks a lot. And I couldn't find anybody. Where were you? We're like, oh, we did that all from home. He's like, I didn't even know you were all at home. There we go. So that, I thought that was working. a pretty cool example. But um, yeah, with the tools we have now, it really isn't an obstacle, um, especially like um, the other day we had someone in the office and I was working from home and we used the new VS live share. Oh yeah. And so we did pair program right over that and it worked great because you can watch either person can edit in there. You can move files around. Um, so that's a really great feature. Yeah. If you guys haven't tried that one out. Yeah, I'll have to try it out more. I, I would say the same thing. As long as you still have that same collaboration and communication and we have the tools to do that, it shouldn't be anything different than working here. Right. So I feel like we are flexible in that way, mm-hmm. you know, and as far as like work-life balance, you know, you have stuff with kids or family or other stuff to, to take care of. Never a problem here. Right. So right. we do so many things well. And I, I really think where we fall down is just getting the word out about what we're doing and how great it is here. And that's part of the reason we wanted to start up this podcast as a group, Mm -hmm. because even though it's only internal right now, I think there's a lot of opportunities to share things that we could share with, with, you know, the the bigger community in Omaha and and wherever. I would also say, you know, just internally too, um, there are lots of opportunities to work on cross-functional work groups and teams and, you know, our uh, EAC and all that. I would also say, Go interact with those teammates that are not part of technology because a lot of our referrals also come through those. Mm. And so it's not just marketing outside. It's also us marketing ourselves within the company that, hey, we have a really cool space here. Mm -hmm. You probably know somebody in technology and, you know, go talk to them. Go talk up about farm credit. So I I would always say that you're you're presenting yourself and your team all the time. So um, just another thought there. No, I like that. Yeah. And the referral bonus is good for everybody in the company. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it is uh, to everyone's benefit if you know someone in technology to refer them over here for sure. So, yeah, maybe, yeah, just opportunities to work on different groups like this mm-hmm. EI2 work group me and Tamara are on. Yeah. We, you know, wanted to promote innovation and experimentation and we put on that hackathon. We're doing this podcast. We're going to do more things. You know, I mean, how many other places if I was working somewhere would I have an opportunity to do that or, or be on different work groups? You guys have been on EAC. Yeah. They do so many fun events every year for us, bowling uh, and and, uh, golf. And uh, we got a ping pong tournament on Friday. Oh, hey, we used to have a ping pong table. Now we don't. (laughs) Well, hopefully in our new building, we'll have some space for something fun. I wonder, has anyone asked about that? I haven't asked about it. I will ask. I will ask about that. I do think that the reason why we don't have some of the stuff that we used to is because we're growing, which is a good thing. Yeah. But we're growing, you know, fairly fast and we need need our new building to be done in order to, 
kind of branch out and, and mm-hmm. get get some of the more cool factor back into our development atmosphere. Right. And I think that appeals more to, well, the younger generation in most cases, I think. I mean, you go into some of these places, yeah. like you said, like a huddle or a builder trend, you go in there and there's a putting green that people are messing around on there. Or they're playing ping pong or pool, like mm-hmm. right right in their work areas. Right. And if you're you know a kid coming out of college, you're probably like, well, that's pretty cool versus coming to a place and everybody just sitting around and you don't see that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's not just a cool factor. It's getting away from your desk clearing up your brain right and allowing you know new ideas to kind of percolate is is definitely important you don't just want to be sitting at your desk staring at the screen all day because we're not i mean we do creative work right Mm -hmm. and and you need some you need to be relaxed to do good creative work i think right and it's it's also kind of it's a team building activity right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. you can you know all right guys we need a break let's let's you know play uh play doubles you know me and tim versus you know Mm -hmm other people on the team or across teams so it's 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 team building it's communication i mean it's you know it's it's a lot of things it's a break right yeah well and i think you have to be careful with the perception about things like that right because if it's you know here's a fun break you can do you know uh, every you know 15 minutes a day or whatever you're going to take you know maybe 30 minutes a day you're going to take a couple breaks to do some relaxing things but and I think that's okay. But if if anyone, especially in management or leadership, thinks that people are just screwing off, right? You have to make sure that perception doesn't become fixed in someone's mind. Right. If six months after we get farm credit, you become a ping pong champion, <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe you're not spending your time wisely. You just have to make sure the guidelines are, are clear, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. How do we get out and become another spree tail in terms of marketing our people? Like on LinkedIn, I see their ads all the time and mm-hmm. it drives me crazy where I had to turn off their feed. But um, really, yeah, how do we get That's our funny. name out there? Right. I mean, well, obviously with LinkedIn, it's just paying them money and saying, put our ads up. True. Um, so it's, it's not, you know, an equation yeah. that's impossible to solve. It's just that we haven't really put the effort and some amount of money towards, towards improving that situation. Um, yeah. I think one of the biggest deterrents I've seen lately, and I've heard this from a couple people that were going to apply here and they didn't, is we don't work with anything in the cloud. Mm. So most development jobs now require that. Yeah. And people want experience doing that because they know that's mm-hmm. the next thing in their career. Like you need right. to have that as part of your, you know, development mm-hmm. portfolio, I guess, if you want to keep working somewhere. Well, the cloud containers, you know, there's, there's, there's some things that we could definitely do better. I mean, we're, we're on on the microservice you know tail end right now, and mm-hmm. we need to get better. We do need to go to expand, I think, more into some of the n- next gen technology or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean that's a big thing and for developers. Like you want to be on what's the next right. thing in the in the uh, I guess tech pers- or tech area. I guess of you know what do I need to be on? What do I need to learn so that I can keep further in my career? Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, like anything, it's a balance, you know, you don't want to be on 20 year old tech, but you don't want to jump on every new technology that comes out because then you spend all your time learning and then throwing it away and rebuilding it. Right. So uh, it's, it, it's a balance, but I think you're right. We could do better at uh, adopting new things, you know, not just to adopt them, but, but really keeping an open mind about these new technologies and how they could help us. Uh, as well as be, yeah, I mean, it increases job satisfaction mm-hmm. of people who are here. And yeah, if, if you see something you're excited about on a job posting, you're going to want to apply, right? It's kind of funny. I saw a thing the other day and they were talking about Kubernetes five-year anniversary. So you keep thinking like, yeah. that's something new, but it's been around five years already, right? So those things have got to a point where they're mature and they're not 
bleeding edge, like you're mm-hmm. talking about, Jason. It's mm-hmm. one of those things that are mature enough that companies are adopting it, and we haven't quite got there yet. Right. I really appreciate you guys uh, coming in today and talking to me. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.